Stop Punishing Yourself, the only podcast that teaches neurodivergent Alaskans prone to anxiety and depression how to stop feeling like victims to their brains and start feeling empowered by them. I'm your host and neurospicy life coach, Alicia Turner, and I promise to take you from codependent and insecure to independent and unstoppable using the spiritual art and science of coaching. If you're ready to fully reverse the harmful wiring that's living rent-free all up in your brain, then let's get started. Hello, my fellow earthlings. How are you doing? I'm finally back home with my dog. I have missed her so much. And it turns out my feet have gotten bigger. Do feet keep growing? Because I went to wear my white tennis shoes in the airport a couple weeks before I left. um, And they don't fit me anymore. So I'm really confused about that. And I wanted to ask you guys, do feet keep growing? I should just ask Google. But anyway, we're talking about being a villain today. And I'm really excited to dive into this concept because... I think we're so ingrained in our culture, in the fairy tale story, the hero's journey, whatever you want to call it, where there's a good guy and a bad guy, and we want the good guy to win. And it's great for entertainment. Love that shit. I'm a big Harry Potter gal, you know, and that's the whole premise, good versus evil, good prevails, right? But when it comes to our personal lives and our mental health and our thoughts and our emotions, it doesn't apply. All right, so I'm going to use these very common terms and I'm going to twist them around for you today and sell you on why you should absolutely become the villain. So in thought work, what you see a lot with people who come to this work who don't know how to manage their mind, don't feel great in their lives, don't know what's going on emotionally for themselves, they are stuck in a toggle between hero mode and victim mode and this is a rock in a hard place essentially it's a terrible place to be I know I've been there that's where I was before I found this work and so let's break each of those down and then I'm going to tell you why you're going to want to be neither of those things and go be a villain with me instead so when you're the hero the problem with being a hero when it's not in a fictional made-up entertainment medium like a book or a movie is that it's entirely focused through the eyes of other people so you're living your life you're trying to do things be things say things feel things but you're not doing it for you you're doing it for the title of being a hero whatever that means right to your parents to society to your old high school friends that you want to prove something to right we're entirely focused on our lives through the eyes of other people's opinions about us. So what does it mean to be a hero to you? It probably means that you fit into beauty society's beauty culture standards, right? It probably means you're following the typical path of 2.5 kids, white picket fence, corporate job, right? It probably means you're a nice person and you don't You know, you do the right things, you say the right things, you're a good girl, right? That's what it means to be a hero, conventionally speaking. But 
you're entirely looking at it through the eyes of how other people see you. Am I the hero in their eyes? Okay, check mark, good. Everything's going good. But it's very performative. It's very fake. It's very unfulfilling. It's miserable to play this role of the hero for everyone else instead of living for yourself. So that's one of the things we're, we're in the mode of. The other thing, the kind of pendulum swing of that is victim mode. So when things are going well, we're checking our boxes. We're like, okay, I'm doing everything the hero is supposed to do so everyone can see I'm a hero, so everyone can approve of me and validate me. But when that's not going well, when boxes aren't getting ticked, when things aren't happening your way, the hero's way, the way it's supposed to, then we switch into victim mode. Then we get real mad and we start to blame other people or other situations for the circumstances in our life, for what we're dealing with, for how we feel. Really, it's for how we feel. We blame other people for how we feel. And this is the most nauseating, uncomely, I can't think of words bad enough. I'm having a hard time. Ah, There's a bubble in my throat. Having a hard time finding that word to describe the disaster that is living in victim mode. I'm very passionate about it because when I learned I was in victim mode myself for a long, long time, it's kind of startling when you wake up to it and you're like, ew, gross, get this. It's like cockroaches being all over you. That's what victim mode to me is like now. And so when I see someone being in victim mode, I'm just like, oh, you got cockroaches all over you, bro. That's disgusting. So anyway, we toggle in between being the hero and being the victim. Hero, victim. And it is a torture chamber. And both of these modes of operating are completely centered around how other people view you. You're you're entirely concerned about how you're received by others, how other people perceive you, how how you're following the path of whatever it is, like standard norms, like I'm normal, right? I'm whatever it is that we're trying to prove when we're in these modes. And so I hate both of them. And I love when my clients come to me and they're ready to get rid of them. And they're like, okay, what do I do? How do I stop this? How do I get out of trying to be the hero for everyone else and also feeling miserably sorry for myself all the time, not knowing how to handle my feelings, not knowing how to handle my thoughts? What do I do? And here's what you do, friends. You become the villain, willingly, openly, and, and almost happily. And so what I mean by that is if your life is the story, if it's the plot, if it's the narrative, to become the villain means you're the good guy, yeah, sometimes, but you're also the bad guy, right? You're the villain in your own story. You're responsible for the ways your thinking tortures you, for the way the choices in your behavior and how you show up and what you do with your life leave you with unfulfilling results. You're the one responsible for everything you experience in your life. You're not responsible for what other people do or say, but you are responsible for your entire experience. You are in control of that. So becoming the villain willingly just means you're taking 100% ownership for 
where you're at in life. And that includes the relationships you're in, the dominant feelings you have every day, the amount of money you make, the career you're in, the company you keep, the hobbies you have or don't have, the time you take to prioritize yourself and what's important to you, right? Your leisure time. When you're not willing to be the villain, when you're not willing to say, damn, I fucked up. Look at how I did all X, Y, and Z and created this for myself. It's no one else's fault. It's all on me. When you're, I don't remember how I started that sentence. I do that a lot. But when you're not willing to be the victim 100% of the time, you make other people the villain. (laughs) I don't know what I just said. I'm just going to keep rolling with it. What I'm trying to say is, Being the villain means half of the time I'm a human filled with light, filled with love, right? Filled with great traits. And half of the time I'm a manipulative, controlling, negative, complaining, uncomfortable, miserable person. And that's okay. So when I learned how to be the villain, how to embrace my villain era, right? It is so freeing because I'm not afraid to be the bad guy. I know that that doesn't define me. I know I'm not in a movie in a cliche where I'm going to lose and die and, and, you know, be humiliated. I'm safe to admit that everything I've created in my life is because of me. I'm the one responsible for that. And When I can't see that, when I'm too afraid of how others are perceiving me, I'm not willing to be the villain, right? I have to keep toggling between hero and victim mode, miserable, because I'm just so afraid to admit like, oh, hey, I can be the bad guy. It's okay to be the bad guy. We're all the bad guy in our own story. We're all the bad guy in the sense that we do things that go against what we want. We do things that aren't perfect, that aren't nice, that aren't awesome because we're human. We're imperfect. We're flawed. What movies and books do not tend to include in these narratives of good versus evil is the nuance of humanity. It's how a human being can hold contradicting traits all at once. And that's how it's supposed to be, my friends, because half of the time we're dealing with hard, heavy stuff. Half of the time we're dreaming and living and celebrating. And so we have to hold both of these contrasts in order to be a human living the full experience, enjoying their life, being authentic not living in fear of what other people think constantly, not living for other people's opinion of us, actually starting to live for ourselves. So becoming the villain is really awesome because you have to let go of caring what other people think about you. You have to let go of being in their minds all the time. What I say to my clients is being in their models. Those are none of your business right? You can't be in other people's models and live the life you want to live. You have to pick. You can be miserable thinking about what they think about you, 
Or you can become the villain in your own story, take full ownership, set that all aside, let it all go. They get to think what they want to think. They get to do what they want to do. It's none of my fucking business. And only focus on yourself. I sometimes feel like when I tell clients or even strangers, like, oh, that's none of my business. Like, oh, whatever Steven's model is, is none of my business. And they're almost like offended because the hero mode typically under a patriarchy is like a woman should have to put other people's feelings first, make sure she says the right thing, make sure she makes people feel the right things, right? And it was this narrative that gave me depression and anxiety and panic attacks that I literally had to rip out of my neural pathways because I was dying. I was literally, my body was dying. I was like, I can't. Patriarchy is killing me mentally. I can't live that narrative. The safest thing I ever did was become my own villain. And, and so I don't care how I'm perceived by others anymore. I don't care about other people's models, right? I spend all my time living for me. I spend all my time focused on how I feel because that's the only thing I can control. And so a part of this nuance, I spend a lot of time noticing and admitting all the ways I'm very hypocritical and noticing all the ways I do really awful shitty things. I treat people bad. I can be manipulative. I can be aggressive. I can say the wrong thing. And it's safe for me to admit all of that and look at all of that and finally change it and be like, whoa, that's something I want to clean up. It's only possible because I'm willing to become the villain. If you're so blinded by never wanting to make a mistake, always wanting to be perfect, you're not willing to take the step to really look at the shit that you're doing. And I'll even argue the point that When you're so embedded in hero mode and caring so much what other people think, you do worse stuff. You're doing awful stuff in that mode that you're not even aware of. You think you're this pretty princess and you're being abusive. And I know I've been there. I've been abusive mentally, verbally, even like physically. Like I would like push someone if I got really heated, you know, like, I mean, in a bar, like not in a... Anyway, I've never been in a fight. I've always wondered what it would be like to be in a real fight, but I don't think that day will ever come because I'm like a freaking Buddha. But anyway, so being willing to just be like, yeah, I'm a villain in my own story. I'm the bad guy. My thinking is what creates all my pain. My thinking is what creates all my anger, right? And I take full ownership for that. And And so I don't want you to get bogged down in labels. Like if you're a villain, you know, you got to make that mean something about you. Like Stephen loves Slytherin and I still love Gryffindor. And I'm just like, I can admit that I'm a villain, but I'm not going to make it like an identity. And I'm definitely not saying, here's your permission to be a dick to everyone. Like this is totally a villain in your story. Don't go be the villain in someone else's story. That's not what I'm saying. Admit that you are the villain in your story and then become friends with that person. Because when you're willing to admit that you're the villain in your story, you actually now have the space and the opportunity to become the hero you really see yourself as being. You want so badly in in the original hero mode to be this version of you, right? To have these things, to see yourself doing incredible, extraordinary things, 
But because you're caught in this shallow idea of how you're perceived by others, you you can't. You're not equipped to get to that level. And the way to cross that bridge or make that shit happen is to embrace and move toward the villainry of your own self, right? The parts, the shadows of yourself where it's your responsibility. I don't like to say fault, but if it will sink in this way, where it's your fault that you are where you are, that you have what you have, that you feel what you feel. Once you're like 18, you're an adult and it's your job to handle your life, right? We all have trauma. It's your job to work through it. It's your job to move from PTSD to PTG, post-traumatic growth, which is something I actually teach my clients in my program. It's your job to reconnect to the parts of you that were severed when you were in childhood, right? Your attachment traumas, the way your ego's really overinflated, the way you treat people, the way your relationships are dysfunctional. That is your job, right? And it's a big job. It's really important. And most people put it off, put it off, think other things are more important. And then they notice decades have gone by, they're miserable, and then they have to start when they're really old. So I don't want you to start this when you're really old. I want you to begin your villain era now. I want you to trust that embracing responsibility for your life is not going to be this prison that Hollywood movies paint it to be. It's not going to be the end. It's actually the beginning. It's the beginning of everything you want. It's the beginning of how you want to feel. It's the beginning of your journey actually connected to yourself, caring about how you feel, caring so much about taking care of you, right? I literally confuse my clients when I'm like, oh, your motive behind this is still their opinion of you. So what do you want? What would feel good for you? right? Let's forget about them. It's like so foreign because it's so embedded in our brains to either be the hero or the victim. And I say, fuck that. Let's go be some villains. Let's embrace our dark side because there's magic there. And the more darkness we embrace, the more light there is available to us. If you're afraid of feeling things. If you don't know what you're feeling on a daily basis, if you find yourself feeling resentful, anger, confused, come and work with me. I've been right where you are. I have been toggling between hero and victim mode my whole life. And I know how to get you out of it safely, in, in one piece. And not only can I get you out, but I can get you a head start like you wouldn't believe. I can give you the answers and the tools you need to embrace all of this and make these changes internally. And then you will start to see them externally. You will do the work to create them and you'll blow your mind with what you're capable of, with how good it feels to be on this new path of being a villain. So I hope that landed. These terms are kind of like I don't use these ever in my coaching calls. I just thought of this. So thanks for listening. I will see you guys next week. Bye.
Thanks for listening, buddy. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, you have to come check out my one-on-one coaching program. It's 24 weeks of me and you where I take all the guesswork out of your self-awareness journey. I'm just going to give you all the answers in one go. I guarantee you after these 24 weeks, you will feel like a completely different human, empowered, focused, motivated, in love with yourself and on fire for your life again. Go to alishaturnercoaching.com right now to book your free consult call and I'd love to have you join while spots last. I'll see you there.